welcome back, guys, to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. How have you been, Mr. Sapp? Man, I'm good, man. A lot of things going on in the sports world that irritating me. Other things in the sports world that, you know, that are cool that, you know, we wanted to share with you guys that caught our eye. Boom. I like it. So, well, this episode, guys, is going to be, it's going to be non podcast exclusive like we normally do the dallas cowboys podcast exclusives this is just going to be general nfl and what other sports we got we got the nfl we got track track we got track oh we do have the nhl NHL. why do we have the nhl because there was a fight bum fights i used to watch those all the time i'm in i'm in and we're also going to sprinkle sprinkle a little bit of college football in for you guys too Boom. So guys, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. Let's get the show started. Man, all right. So first thing I want to start off with is a a sport that we're probably not going to talk about at all unless something magnificent happens, which happens to be the fisticuffs, the fighting, the brouhaha, a kerfuffle. We are talking about the fight that happened last week between the New York Rangers and the Washington Capitals. Now, it was amazing. Okay, because basically what it was was that hockey, good thing about hockey, they let you fight. That's Look, why that is, why that makes no sense to me sometimes. Even in the UFC, they have referees that just are allocated for fighting. But for these things, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I get. Well, do they not think they're gonna hurt each other, or what? Why? Now this one. Now this one got out of hand because it did. It did. Okay, I saw it. I yeah. saw it. Now I don't know anyone that is on any team, okay. so I'm just gonna say, oh boy, and then what happened to da 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 this that and the third. All right. So anyway, oh boy from the Washington Capitals pulls the guy from the New York Rangers over the penalty box by his hair and slams his head down on the ice. Now that is ice concrete because they're playing in Madison Square Garden. And what else is there at Madison Square Garden? Knicks games. So that ice is really fake. Slams his head slams his head onto the ice and then begins pounding his head in with his fist. So they break that up. You know, it was a chump move, but what made it exciting after that, they have to play each other the next game, the next day. And so what happens is they're at the faceoff, ref drops the puck. They don't even try to hit the ball and let the game start. Everyone just throws the gloves off, throws the sticks (laughs) down, and then they all start fighting. And, but get this, the guy that started the fight the last game, he's not even in the game yet. He's on the bench, but he comes into the game, and if you time it, I'll tell you, it took 4.8 seconds for someone to mollywop his head all over the ice. It was amazing. It's probably the only time I'm going to watch hockey this season, but I liked it. I loved it. I like to see fights. I love to see people fight. Ooh, the fights, like my main thing, my favorite, most everything that I've ever seen on television was the malice at the palace. Cause I love to see fights in sporting arenas. It's great. I wish the NBA would let these guys fight. They don't want to fight, but I wish they would let them fight. We've seen an NFL athlete or an NBA athlete fight a YouTuber. So I think we know where that's going to go. Just let them fight. Just let them fight. I think we'll be okay. Some of these guys who look scary and strong, I don't know. I mean, maybe the only one I think would probably be a problem is maybe somebody like LeBron James because he's built right. He's built like a fighter. He's built like his, his you know, his, when he turns in, but what's his name? Uh, I know who will be a problem. He's not even playing basketball no more. Who? Shaq. Shaq would be a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
a lot of these, you know, seven footers. The what's what's his name? The Greek freak. Is that what they freaky call Greeky Greeky? Yeah, Greeky. He'd be a problem. He'd be a problem. But other guys, those just tall, lanky, skinny guys. Nah. Hey, now wait a minute. Nah. I forget his full name, but I know his last name is Thomas. He plays for the Toronto Raptors. He is a champion kickboxer. Okay. Well, we'll see. Maybe, possibly. But you don't want it with him. There, there, there are a few dudes in the NBA you don't want it with. Okay, like last agreed, night. Agreed. Agreed. Last night, Udonis Haslam proved his point that you don't want it with him. Now, Udonis Haslam is 40 years old, still in the league. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know what happened. Still in the league. Okay, so he finally checked in for the very first time in the mean, entire yes, season. I'm here to play. Last night. Let me play. And then gets ejected. Why? Because he was going to fight Dwight Howard. I'm in Vietnam. Well, Dwight Howard. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, that that'd be a problem. You 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 don't you don't want problems with Udonis Haslam. That's when I saying. tell you. I mean, you I'm just saying. Doug, I think that's 40 year old who's still in the NBA. He's and obviously Dwight. still an athlete. And Dwight knew he messed up because as soon as as soon as Udonis Haslam. Got that finger in his face. Now let me channel my inner Jalen Rose. You heard a letter. Hold me back. Hold me back. Hold me back. Why are you grabbing me? I'm not holding you back. Don't hold my hand. Let me go. Now that's the thing about NBA fights too is that the NBA. That's what I'm saying. You let know, him fight. Let they, him fight. They get tough when everyone is separating them. Yeah. But not the malice at the palace. Oh, no. No, no. That's that's different beast. But dang. Okay. I still watch that once a month. Hey, why not? I think that still makes ESPN once a month. It's great television. It's great television. Steve Jackson should be in the Homeboy Hall of Fame. Look at this fan just getting mollywopped in the face. It's like, oh, dang. And the, that fan is now famous. I remember the time I got hit. Ooh, ooh. And then when Jermaine O'Neal gave that one fan that cycle punch by M. Bison. <laughs> Man, it's, it was a... That was great television. As much as they're like, this is a catastrophe. How dare they ever want to do it? Hey, but you know something? The first it's, time I watched and it, I watched it, the NBA seventeen times in one day. It's such a catastrophe, but the cameras kept rolling. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, this was money. Keep rolling, Jerry. Okay, boss. Why not? Hey man, this is just us kicking it on this podcast, so you know you're gonna hear yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But this is just sports talk, sports news, whatever is on our radar. Obviously, there's probably a bunch of other stuff going on that we just, I mean, we, it's not on our radar quite yet, but. I mean, for now, that was one of the things that even caught our attention with the, what is it, the NHL. It's even hard to say. Now, we'll probably never talk about it again. probably won't. Sorry, Canada. We got Canadian listeners, by the way. Now, Guys, send us an email. If you're from Canada and you listen, please let us know why you're listening to an NFL podcast. If you're all about the NFL, please let us know because I'm just curious. They got that football up there, too, with that wide, wide, wide field. Okay. Sure they do. They do. Okay. But guys, come on, guys. Send us any kind of email just to let us know who's listening, why you're listening. And we're going to start giving you guys shout outs just for sending us questions. So we just want to know why you guys are listening to us. First of all, we like it. We'll take it. But let us know why you're listening, just so we know what our fan base is based off. So what else What else you got on this sports talk? Man, your boy Hardbody said up there was out there on the track this weekend, man. Come on now. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? I watched the highlights of it. Okay. Now, he ran a 10-3. Take in mind, that's not super, super fast on the Olympic tryout field. But it's super, super fast for an NFL player. 
I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break it down to all you guys. For him to run that fast, that says something about that big old boy. He's six foot four. They're like he said he's two two twenty something. That boy's two hundred. 30, 240 pounds. He's got to be 240. He, he has is, to be he's 240. massive. Man. He is a big boy. He's In massive. his form, now did he look like a drunk running out of a liquor store after he took a 24-pack on his back and shoulder? He did. He did. But boy, man, he, his start was fantastic. Now, you know what it looked like, right? It looked like Frankenstein's monster chasing all the villagers oh, after yeah. he escaped the and castle. And they were scared. And he, he would have caught half the villagers because he was not last by the way, he no, would have caught not. some of them. So it just shows. And when they when they interviewed uh, old boy, I know you call him DK. I call that's him, his name. I call him DJ because he puts a remix on the receiver field. I'm telling you right now. We the boy, best. We the best, man. He a, he a old DJ because I haven't really given a damn or darn, sorry about that, about any kind of receiver in a while. I mean, other than maybe Omari Cooper and maybe, you know, CeeDee Lamb and uh, – DeAndre Hopkins getting, you know, traded out. Um, you know, certain certain receivers catch your catch your attention, but in a while when when old boy DJ, he going to put that remix on the field. You don't know what he's going to do. And I get nervous when they play the Cowboys. And you know what's crazy about DK? Drafted in the second round. Exactly, guys. And that's a receiver, I mean, when he take when he, old Buddha Baker got chased down, that's when I was officially I went to my Madden team on Mutt and I said, that's my receiver. He my receiver. There's no way that boy can play defense and offense. I'm in. That's hard to do. Buda Baker thought he had a pick six. He was happy. And uh-uh. Buda Baker ain't uh-uh. no slouch when it comes to the oh, speed neither. That's what we need to tell you guys. Our European people, Buda Baker, you put him on a soccer field. He's he's going to run circles around you guys. Um, break it down to you. You got old DJ. It's DK Metcalf, to be honest with you. He's trying out for the American Olympic track and field team. I don't think he'll make it. He didn't but... make it. He didn't make it. He had to make it top three. But yeah. for him to even be pushed, for him to even make it that far, was already saying a lot about this guy. Literally, he was the only guy running in like a weird t-shirt. and, a, and He just didn't get, He didn't know what to wear. And that was that was phenomenal. For now, him, mind you, he hadn't run track. He hadn't ran track competitively since high school. Another thing, man. So he wasn't able to cut weight because if you cut weight at that size, you're gonna get faster. You saying bolt? He has to keep a certain weight to keep a certain power to weight ratio, just like an engine. But for him to be that size and be that weight and still run that fast, a ten three six or ten three seven, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. That's. I'm a fan. Forever, he's gonna be on my. Any kind of yeah. fantasy team or whatnot, he's going to be there. So. I was impressed. I was impressed. Thank I knew, you. Thank you. I thank knew you. he wasn't going to win. I knew he wasn't going to win. No, no, one, like, no one thought he was going to win. You got nope. guys that, that run for a living. Exactly. Your whole life, you're cutting weight. And the small guys too, man. But they're built power to weight ratio. They're just built on point. But dude, oh boy, DJ, he put a remix on that field too. So that's DK right. Metcalf. Hey, 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 hey. Again, I call him DJ guys. Watch him play. Watch him play. Watch him make a, a tackle. He just remixed the offensive position too. How many receivers just give a? Oh, Ezekiel Elliott. I used to love him. Remember, he just kind of gave up during a pick six, and he just kind of gave up, put his hands on his shoulder, and said, "I don't know. I'm not gonna chase him." What's the point? He probably could have caught him. He probably could have caught that defensive player who had a pick six. But no, he didn't want to run. And okay. They, All right. So here's here, here's my thing on chase downs. 
The only person that is forbid of chasing down a pick six is your quarterback. Exactly. Exactly. You matter of fact, if you throw a pick, if you if you throw an interception, just come to the sidelines. Don't even bother. Yeah. There's no need for you to try and make a tackle and snap your arm in half. Especially if a big old linebacker catches it, trying to make it. Hey, uh, old J.J. Watt, don't try and run him down. No, I tell you what. One of the hardest hits I've ever seen on a pick six was when Andrew Luck was in college. I forget who they were playing, but he threw a pick six, tackled the dude so hard the dude fumbled the ball. Oh, snap. I think I remember that. But when you started saying that, I started thinking about uh, what's his name? Uh, he was a punter, a kicker. I just said his name last podcast. Who, Pat McAfee? Pat McAfee. When he did that onside kick, he recovered his own onside kick. And then he had the best booms on the side when some when he was doing it, you know, when he was part of the tackling team. He didn't want to, but he laid the smack down. I mean, Pat McAfee probably has some of the best highlights when it comes to, like, any unexpected tackle. I think he he wins he he wins the championship. I never but I tell you what though, Pat McAfee win what that problem is with Sean Taylor. R.I.P. Sean Taylor. Let me tell you something. Now, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Just go to YouTube. Sean Taylor. Googling it right now. Hits punter. Boom. In the Pro Bowl. That sounds like a problem. After that, they had to tell Sean Taylor, Stop we it. don't hit hard in the Pro Bowl, because he literally <laughs> killed that man. Stop it. He killed that man. Speaking of someone getting hit, that's going to be getting hit hard, is guess who's back? Who? Tim Tebow. Uh-oh. Okay. Now, I know Tim Tebow was coming. First of all, what team did he come back to? Tim Tebow is the new tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tight end. Now, wasn't this what he was supposed to be from the very beginning? Yes. So... Why is he back? How old is he, by the way? 33. 33. Oh, okay, he's not that old. I, for some reason, I thought he was our he age. Hadn't I thought played, he was our age. He hadn't played in nine years. Ooh, that's a problem. He's been out of the league for six. Now, that now you may wonder. He's playing baseball, right? Now, now here's the thing. People may wonder, how can you say he hasn't played in nine years, but, he has, but he's been out of the league for six? Because three of those nine, he was just on practice squad teams because he can't play quarterback. Now, you haven't played the position. Oh, my goodness. You haven't played the position ever in your life. And you get a shot. But here's why he gets a shot. What's the old saying? It's not about what you know, but who you know. Who smelt it, dealt it. Not me. My farts are silent. Yeah, and deadly. Okay. So What was you? Uh, okay. You lost so, me for a second. What anyway. <laughs> anyway. His old college head, his old college head coach, gotcha. Urban Meyer, okay. is now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Makes sense. Let's bring him back. It doesn't make sense. What is he going to do? I'm, I was being sarcastic. I he's thirty three. Why bring back it? Obviously, Jason Witten. What is he? Fifty seven years old. Kept coming back. Like a bad at least, virus. Like at, at least he played tight end, actually. I, I thought coronavirus was gone. Why is Jason Witten back? No. I'm back. I'm back on the say, You know, I'm, I'm here to play. I'm, I'm a team member. Okay, Jay, how do you think he's going to do? What do you think he's going to do? Make a difference? Nothing. No difference? I don't think so either. 
Nothing. If you wanted to bring him back, you can bring him back to be the team chaplain. Exactly. So for him to be back and forth for being, you know, uh, baseball, right? He went to baseball for a while. He made the minor league all-star minor team. Minor league all-star team. And then all of a sudden come back as a tight end. I mean, that's not a quick justified switch or transition. So, oh. But, you know, okay. So he's playing tight end, right? What do tight ends have to do? Outside to catch the football. Catch and block. Okay. So, he's going to be going up against defensive ends. Correct? Big boys. Okay. So, 6'3 and above. Okay. 250. Do you think guys. he can? you think he can block Miles Garrett? Nope. Do you think he can block Javion Clowney? He couldn't block our Dallas Cowboys superstar. Yeah, he can't block D-Law. Exactly. He, he can't block D-Law. We call him Tank. We call him Tank Lawrence. Yeah, he can't block anybody. No, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, I I never seen him run for a route and catch, so I don't know if he can catch. So I don't want to judge him on that part. But no, he can't. To, for him to be able to block some of these massive defensive ends, Michael Irving. Come on. But my my whole Not thing. Michael Irving. What's his name? Uh, Irving. Defensive David end. Irving. David Irving. I call him Michael Irving. David Irving, six foot eight. 257 pounds no but my whole thing is and it and it's here's what's bothering everyone in the sports world is like why yeah I mean, but in a way me too why in, in in a way in a way i understand because well, ratings well yeah they he do brings, need, he brings ratings yeah they do need to sell tickets but here's why it's all the attitude of your head coach because true. here's the thing true. about here's yeah. the thing about urban meyer Urban Meyer doesn't stay at places long. He'll give you five years and then he's out. But while he's there, he does whatever he wants to do. I mean, like there's a if you go back and research, Urban Meyer has never had a clean program. Okay. He had Aaron Hernandez as his tight end in college, and guess who was throwing to him? Wait a second, Tim Tebow. Okay. Oh, hey, that's conspiracy theory if I've ever seen one. No, no, you you want to know you want to know how crazy it was at the University of Florida when Urban Meyer was there? Go ahead. Okay, so you probably don't remember this guy, but he's a wide receiver named Percy Harvin. Percy, I, do, I remember him actually because yeah. the name. Yes, Percy Harvin uh, was the best wide receiver at the University of Florida at the time. So I forget what did the, uh, they were running some. I think they were doing stadium steps as for cardio of as for uh, cardio. Okay, and um, he just looks at the wide receiver coach. I don't want to do this anymore. So the wide receiver coach gets in his face and they wind up in a fist fight. <laughs> Percy Harvin wins the fist fight. Of course. And then you know what they were doing for cardio the next day in practice? Playing basketball. Hey. Speed walking. That's what I was going to Percy guess. Harvin then became the new head coach of the University of Florida. <laughs> and Urban Meyer just let that ride. So let you guys know a fist fight will get you everywhere. Yes, it will. That's fa- that's phenomenal. Yes, it will. A fist fight will get you everywhere. That's See, crazy. I know a bunch of stories about fighting in sports. Oh, I love fighting. That's that's one thing I love is okay. fighting in sports. So, yeah, basically that's the whole mentality of Urban Meyer. He already knows he's not going to be here very long. I mean, like they got the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. Right. And now you're bringing in your boy, Tim Tebow. And you know what that kind of reminds me of, too, is that, all right, we all know someone and that point in time in our point in time in our lives that has been a head coach at something 
Of course. But have you noticed, too, when the head coach's kid is on the team, the kid always starts? What? I never noticed. It's only happened once, and that was with <laughs> Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers, but they actually hate each other. So, Fair enough. you know, um, but yeah, it's in, in that that's how it kind of is. You know, uh, Tim Tebow is Urban Meyer's favorite football son because that's when really Urban Meyer had his uh, fame to, uh, claim to fame is with Tim Tebow. Okay. You know, so, I mean, like, Tim Tebow was a – you can say that he's a uh, college football legend. Pretty much, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, because, Agreed. I mean, like, Tebow Mania was there. But the only reason Tebow Mania was there was because Cam Newton got kicked out of the University of Florida. Agreed. Yeah. Because if Cam Newton was there, bye-bye Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tebow. Bye-bye Tebow. I mean, that's – it's I 100% agree with that. Let me tell you let, let me tell you how thorough Cam was, and really Cam still is. Okay, so Cam goes to the – Don't uni- be oh, – first of all, guys – don't steal laptops. Let me start that story with that. Yeah. So he's at the University of Florida, steals a laptop, gets kicked out of school, goes to Blinn College, which is the JUCO school here in Texas, wins the national championship, goes to Auburn in that one year, wins the national championship, Boom. wins the Heisman, number one overall draft pick. Insane. Insane. Cam Newton. Now, how did Cam Newton get to Auburn? Drug money. Highest bidder. Oh, gotcha. Highest bidder. And just going off this too, because this is a really touchy subject with me. I am all for players getting paid. I am all for college athletes getting paid. Okay. Look, first of all, we've had this conversation maybe two years in a row. I agree with you too. Well, which athletes do you think should get paid? All of them, some of them, most of them. It's whoever the boosters want to pay because those are the ones that are that those are the ones that are flooding the money into the program. See, the two main things that are flooding the money into the program are clearly TV contracts, but boosters. Because you want to know why? Because boosters want something to brag about. Boosters will set up there and be happy. They'll be on the golf course and be like, "Hey, you know that five star recruit we got? Yeah, I set up there and that I, was me." That was I, me, Jerry. Yeah, I put $1,000 in his pocket. Yeah, exactly. And they love to brag about that. They love to give these kids money. But it's always the school's like, well, we don't have the money. We don't have the money. We don't you have don't the money. You don't have to have the money. Hey, you know what? When, when but, a presidential candidate becomes a multimillionaire afterwards and he all he talked about before he ran for presidency was your school, guess what he's going to do after he becomes president? He's going to give you a lot of money. He's going to fundraise a lot of money for the booster club. No. The school's going to have the money. But you want to know when they have the money? When it's time to fire a coach before his contract is up. Perfect example. Florida State hires Willie Taggart. It doesn't go too great with Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart is trying to get these boosters to invest in a new facility that was going to cost like $15 million. They fire Willie Taggart within 22 hours. They raise $28 million to buy him out of his contract. Where'd the money come from? The boosters. Exactly. Because they want to pay these kids. So boosters want to pay for the kids that are going to be on the TV, on the ESPNs. They're not trying to pay for the kids who are playing wall ball on Thursday night. Because they don't care. No one bragging about no wall ball championship. Exactly. 
So now what's happening with the school? Because all of a sudden we're having a lot of talk that we can't afford to pay all the students. Now, in my eyes, maybe you don't pay all the students. You pay the students that have the best, I'm going to say it, ROI, which is return on investment, which students are going to benefit you the most. But you know what's crazy, though? Here's a law that's recently been passed in the state of Georgia for name, image, and likeness. So basically what it is, let's say you're a five-star athlete. Which I am. Let's go. And, um, okay, so you get your little stipend from the school. The school allows you to go get a uh, sponsorship from the local car dealership. You shoot a couple commercials if you have time because that's a crazy thing, is especially during football season. When do these guys have time to do any of that? I mean, I think you have time. No, Henry. I, I think you do. No, 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 do. sir. No, 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 sir. No, sir. I they really. Okay. They really don't have time. They are consumed with so much football. They have to go to these crappy classes that are just going to keep them eligible. They have practice. They have weight training. They have film session. You're not going to have time to devote four hours in a photo shoot or to do a commercial for your local car dealership. You're not going to have time. But see, here's the crazy thing. All right. So they will, if this say, like, if someone does get the time to do it, Okay, so whatever check you get, the school takes 75% of that, puts it in a trust. Now, you don't get to touch that money until you graduate, but you have a sponsorship with a car dealership. I have a sponsorship with a car dealership too. I have the same rules. The school takes 75%. And puts that 75% in the same trust they put yours in. And then what they do is that they spread to wealth the wealth to all the athletes. Makes no sense. I think <clears throat> there is an actual term that I think even the IRS and your accountant would actually say is... You are using funds that you are not supposed to be using. And you are not supposed to be using your business assets for your personal assets. And that's what's happening with these exact students. You cannot be, you know, commingling funds when it comes to a student's athlete with another athlete. You just can't be doing that. If you want to have a trust from a business perspective, you better make sure you're paying attention to the accounting aspect of what I'm bringing to the table. And what you're giving me back in return for a trust. For you to take the trust fund of a four-year-old and put it in with what he's making working in a coal mine versus what I can make working in a coal mine, I think we're about to have a problem. And this is where this problem is coming from. You cannot pay all these athletes the same. You've seen that that thing that went viral with the was it the basketball team or volleyball team? No, it was they the, showed the uh, weight room team. They, yeah, they showed it was, weight room. It was, um, it was the um, NCAA tournament on the women's side where women's all they side. had was one rack of weights and some yoga mats on the dirty table. Okay. So, and why do you think that was? Because you don't have any support when it comes to your boosters, as, as you say it, and all the funds available for you to be successful as possible are not there. The funds are being utilized for the men's side because those are going to be the NBA players of the future. 
these boosters know that if they sponsor the next elite NBA athlete, they're going to be someone to talk about. Versus who watches the WNBA other than my sister? I do. I don't watch it at all. Like, you, even I though think, hey, I couldn't tell you who's in it. Hey, you should check it out now. It's I, gotten a heck of a lot better. I got but all see, women in the house. I would never see, watch it. But see, here's but see, here's the thing about that though. That weight room situation had nothing to do with any boosters. Exactly. That is the complete entity of the NCAA itself funding the men's program over the women's program. But see, here's the thing what the NCAA does too, and I learned this from listening to the right time with Bamani Jones, is that um what they do, okay, so you know you have all the bowl games, right, for football. Right. Now, each team uh, gets money from the bowl game, but your conference also gets money from those bowl games. So however much, how much ever total money is generated from those bowl games, what they do is that the conference breaks it. The NCAA tells the conference, this is how much you can give each school for over the next six years for what you earned from these bowl games. So even if Texas Tech is playing in the Texas Bowl, and you have the University of Texas playing in the Orange Bowl, they're still getting that money. They're sharing that money with each other. Really makes no sense to me. Well, but see, if it they, just but 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 what it does though, it just goes strictly to the school. It's all about keeping these kids broke. They don't want to pay them. I, I and see also I don't really even think that's the issue. I just think the school wants to keep whatever money they can make. I think it become it became a a labor force for them, just like a prison system, where they can make money out of their prisoners, paying them five cents a day, making specific goods, whether it's license plates, as we all kind of know on from television shows, or you know, making housing and all this other stuff. What they use them for builders and all sorts of other things that they probably shouldn't be using these guys for. I think that's what happens with the school industry is they start pushing, hey, we'll give you an education that's worthless. But go ahead and just go ahead and do this for us because that's just what you need to do to pay for your education. It's pimps and prostitutes. It's exactly what's happening. It's pimps they're, and prostitutes. They're utilizing something that, and they're not, and they don't want to pay anybody fairly, which is the craziest part. Look at okay. it this way: you put your body on the line for what? Jalen Smith, Dallas Cowboys. He no. could. He almost didn't make it to the NFL. Thank goodness the Cowboys took advantage. of How many of these guys' stories ends exactly where Jalen yeah. got hurt? All right, but but here's my point though. With 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 the with the, with the pimps and prostitutes. Okay, players are the prostitutes. Why? Because they put their money on. The, they put their bodies on the line. And what do they get in return? You get food, board, clothes. No money. But the pimp that's telling you to go out there and put your body on the line. What do they get? They reap all the benefits of the work that you put in without doing anything else. And if you don't perform up to snuff, they get rid of you. Because there's always another kid that's out there that's ready to take your spot for free. Yeah. If you guys never heard, um, what's his name? Um, Lewis, Ray Lewis. His entire story of why he decided to become, uh, you know, any kind of athlete. He said because he saw his stepdad always beat his mom. And what he would do is he started doing 100 push-ups. He started doing 100 sit-ups, pull-ups to get stronger. 
because he knew for a fact one day he was going to be strong enough to protect his mom from all this other stuff. And when he first got his first contract, he talks about the amount of money they showed him was more money than he could ever imagine seeing. And in reality, he was being underpaid for what he was offering. But for him, because he was so poor and so broken as a human being, he took the first offer that came to him. So these things were these rich guys who know exactly the system, they have plenty of these guys coming on the table. Rich guys who just know that these hungry kids will do anything and take anything. It's it's kind of crazy. It's eye-opening, especially when it comes to paying them equally. Not everybody's equal. I hate to break it to you. They're not, especially with sports athletes. And Ray Lewis also told Sal Palantonio that if the NFL were to strike, that there would be that crime would be increased in the street because they got nothing to do, Sal. Yeah, hey, Ray Lewis. Hey, take it with a grain of salt, or maybe a whole bag of salt with that guy. Uh, has he been convicted of murder? Possibly not. He has not, but he's been indicted for murder. What once or twice? So. I mean, but it's is the stuff that they they're not getting paid equally. They're being taken advantage of because they're not know. getting paid equally. They're not getting paid at all. Well, now with the new systems, they're trying to pay them, but they're not even thinking about paying them equally. That's kind of what I meant to say. It's crazy. It makes no sense. If you're gonna pay them, pay them what they're worth. I mean, LeBron James and the next LeBron James goes to your school. I hate to break it to you. You might want to pay him a little bit more than you might want to pay. Uh, who knows? You know, his last name's. Adams or something. And like I say, the boosters want to pay these kids. They do. they do it anyway. But then it's stupid because, you know, kids coming from these poor neighborhoods, as soon as they get that stipend check, more than likely it's going to go back home so their parents can take care of bills. Of course. Of you course. know, okay, like for instance, um, there is an instance in Ole Miss, and Ole Miss wound up losing, I think, like 13 scholarships, all because an assistant coach paid a $300 light bill for a kid's mom. Come on. Come on. Think about what that. Think Three, about what you just said. $300. $300. The kid gets kicked out of school, the coach gets fired, and the school winds up losing 13 scholarships. <laughs> To where if you sit up there, allow, allow these kids to get paid for right. their services, then you wouldn't have to worry about that. Because like I said, the boosters want to pay these kids. Heck, you remember um, remember Earl Dickerson? Yes. Okay. Oh, Fam- he's, he's a proponent of all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Famous story about Earl Dickerson. Earl Dickerson it was uh, born and raised in Sealy, Texas. That's a Texas A&M town. So if you're in Sealy, Texas, you're going to go to Texas A&M. He wakes up one, mo- one morning, has a gold Trans Am in his driveway. Fantastic. And he's thinking, man, all of a sudden now I got to go, gotta go to A&M. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. SMU says, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They may have put the down payment on the car, but we'll pay for the car. So they put that car in his grandmother's name and paid it off. You all know why? Because they looked at A&M and said, what are you going to tell everybody? What, we bribed that kid and he's not honoring the bribe? Respect. There you go. So see, already, I mean, this is such a topsy-turvy subject. And it was back in the 70s. In the 70s. For, so for now, for these, for people, trust me, people are getting a lot more creative. What was LeBron James' mom had a Hummer? 
Remember that? Well, well, here's the thing about that is that you already knew LeBron James was going to be a millionaire. So any bank is going to set up there and give you the money is going to set up there and give you the money for that car because they know that you're going to get it back. That was a little bl- that was a bl- uh, blown out of proportion to me because I mean, like, look at that man's earning potential. But he even at eight. Yeah, but he still, he, he still didn't have it. look for a bank to to offer you. I've been in that position. You know, you have a significant amount of money in the bank. You ask for a fraction just as a loan. And a lot of times the banks will say no. Good credit, good everything. But for the terms and agreement for the loan that I was requesting, they said no. So I ended up moving all my money out from a particular bank, moving it to another bank. Because even though I had 10 times more than what I was asking for, for a loan for a vehicle, they still told me no. So I moved to another bank. They said, heck yeah. So I moved all my money to them. So banks aren't so readily able to just say, hey, yeah. It comes down to a position of, of the loan agency. So, but you want to I don't know think, why? I don't think they were offering an 18-year-old boy who they weren't even sure was going to go to the NBA. I don't think – I think there was other stuff behind there. No, 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 no. I guarantee you. No, 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 no. You can talk to other bankers. You can talk to other people. I'm telling you as a business perspective, there's no possible way I'm going to give it to a kid who could probably end up dead tomorrow because of where he lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Have you ever been to Cleveland? I've owned real estate in Cleveland. I've owned real estate by where the actual, uh, the Browns practice facility is in a nice area. And it was still sketchy and scary, man. Cleveland is an awful fucking place. I'm going to blank that out. It's bad. They're not going to loan him money. He could be dead by tomorrow. It's LeBron James. He could be dead they by know tomorrow. That he, they know he's good for it. I doubt it. They know there's he's boosters involved. There's, now boosters are backing and they're saving their story, but boosters were involved. What boosters are going to be involved? Because no NBA team has boosters. Guarantee there is boosters for NBA teams. I, I tell guarantee you, right you now, there's not. no possible way where the NBA is so popular in China. Do you think these Chinese boosters aren't around right now with college students convincing them to go to the NBA? Because now China is the number one. You know, America is not the number one actual Basketball's consumer, I know, it's China. China is now number one. So if you think China is not involved with the financials with the NBA right now, even though LeBron James says the dumbest stuff now because he is now a China pawn and he's a China shill, there's so many business people that have lost complete respect for the guy, even though you think he's the best NBA player on the planet. But there's so many people that lost respect for him because they know for a fact that he's no longer an American citizen. He's now a Chinese citizen. That's what he. That's how involved he is with China. He won't say anything negative about China, even though he wants to be a big proponent about the politics in the U.S. But will not say anything negative about China. Come on, man. China is paying this guy, and they've been paying him. So if you don't think that China was involved from the very beginning, they plan and employ for twenty to thirty years. They own all of Africa right now. Come on, China owns the NBA. They're the boosters. Get it together, man. No. He's good for it. He's not good for it. China paid for it. Boom. Prove it. I got another podcast called Tinfoil Thoughts, guys. There, I'm going to go ahead and prove that LeBron James is the Chinese shield. Boom. I'm not talking about the whole Chinese thing. I'm talking about the Hummer. Prove it. I bet you that there's been proof already put on the table, and there's been people who have been paid to remove that proof from the table. So it's easy as that. I mean, easy. A loan document, just boom, boom, boom. There you go. Uh, co-sign it to me 15 times. You destroy any evidence of it ever being there. Easy as that, man. Hey, by the way, 
I bought and sold a lot of cars. Car dealership. <laughs> I can make a car. I can make you buy a car and not even own it. How's that even going to work? It works. All I'm going to say is, is that he was good for it. He wasn't good for it. He was a teenager. His mom was poor. He was poor. There's no way they even knew he would make it to the NBA. I'll probably cut half of this stuff out, by the way. F LeBron James. I'm done with you. I'm going home. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Go film your movie. <laughs> but guys, that's all we got for you guys today. LeBron James is probably a shill for the Chinese government, as we all know. All our foreign listeners will probably agree. Uh, I think Mr. Sapp is forgetting that we are now internationally known. It's no longer the U.S., and we do not fall for this nonsense for LeBron James. Kidding, I'll cut all this out. But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. Uh, if you guys listen to Apple iTunes or Spotify, if you could please leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes, and please, please, please leave an actual comment on the actual Apple iTunes page. It helps us a lot in the algorithm. It's much appreciated. Any questions, any comments, or any remarks, I do leave the email on the bottom of this page. You can go ahead and tap on it and send us an email for what you're thinking, what you're feeling. We'll answer all your questions, requests, any sports teams you want us to talk about. We will. Um, coming soon, we are going to interact with a European uh, soccer club who's going to give us a little bit more insight about the soccer industry. And we're going to share with them a little bit more about the NFL world and planet and uh, look forward to that so do you have anything else for us tell a friend to tell a friend boom <laughs>